Up next, Rob Smith is problematic, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. What is happening in Afghanistan right now is one of the biggest foreign policy disasters to happen in years. And while the country and the world is in desperate need of a leader, Biden is nowhere to be found. Kamala is everywhere but Afghanistan. And the tactic of this weak administration is that of cowardly finger pointing that is unbecoming of America. This is Rob Smith's Problematic. Now, Problematics, I realize that we have been talking a great deal about Afghanistan over the past couple of weeks. There has just been so much going on. And the reason why um, I continue to focus on this is because I really want you guys to know, I really want you to be aware of how big a disaster this is and how important this is to the way the world views us to the way that we should be viewing this administration, their tactics on this have been completely despicable. And so first of all, before I even get into the premise of this episode, which is the Biden administration's cowardly attacks on pretty much everybody to try to deflect the blame of what is going on right now, We now have confirmed terrorist attacks with multiple United States casualties. And this makes me so shocked and and so sad to tell you this. And if you have not heard it before, we have had um, twin suicide bombings outside of the Hamid Karzai International Airport in the Barron Hotel in Kabul, Afghanistan. You know, this is the basically only way in or out of Afghanistan right now. And and these twin suicide bombings have killed at least 60 people, including 11 Marines and one Navy medic. And they have wounded over 150 people. If you've been paying attention to what's going on the ground in Afghanistan, if you've been paying attention to the absolute disaster that has been going on over the past couple of weeks with them not being able to get people in and out of Afghanistan, it has created this bottleneck situation, which is a very dangerous situation um, at the airport in Kabul in Afghanistan, which is creating the issues that are allowing for these terrorist attacks to happen. As of right now, like I said, we have 11 Marines and a Navy medic confirmed killed. There could be more coming out. I am not entirely sure, but this is all um, we have at this moment. And so now that we are dealing with all of this stuff, now that the world has seen how weak we are on the world stage right now, because I have to tell you guys that... There's a lot of talk that is coming from the left about how awful the Trump years were and about how awful it was and about how we were laughed at by the world. But the reality of the situation is that there was very strong leadership under the Trump years. Now, I don't care what the uh, D.C. and and New York and L.A. mainstream media liberal crowd had to say about it. I don't care what any of these people had to say. The world was frightened of us because we had a true leader. Um, Remember how Trump dealt with the Syria situation. Remember how Trump, you know, demolished uh, one of the main um, terrorists. We were seen as strong. Now we are seen as weak. While all of this stuff is going on, Biden takes zero questions from reporters. He turns his back on reporters that shout questions at him. He gave, remember, he gives this speech 
And then he goes right back on vacation. He only returned um, to the White House and to the Situation Room when they realize how bad it looks. Because you understand, this administration doesn't do anything that is right until they realize that they can't get away with it, that they can't get away with doing the wrong thing because they want to do the wrong thing, because they want to, Biden still wants to be on vacation. Saki does not want to be giving press briefings right now. And they have a media that's in their pocket, and I've talked about this. We've talked about the mainstream media ad nauseum. Of course, they have a mainstream media in their pocket, but even the mainstream media does not even know what tack to take on this because these are people, yeah, a lot of these people have never done anything, okay? So they don't have um, a, a perspective on this. So the tactic of the administration right now, the Biden administration, they are actively trying to trying out new attacks to get out from under this. And I think that some of the attacks that they are trying, some of the spin that they are trying to put forth when it comes to CYA covering their own asses in this situation, I believe that they are they are truly despicable because they see this not as a true international crisis. They see this not as something that truly needs to be dealt with seriously. But they see this as a bad media cycle that they just have to get control of. And they're doing a bad job at it, right? So when they're trying to get control of the situation, they're going to reach out to their lackeys in the mainstream media to do their bidding for for them. And one of the, the most despicable and egregious things that I've seen coming from any of these, these diplomats and, and bureaucrats and, and swamp creatures that have done nothing but waddle around in the mud in D.C. over the past 40 years. This is CBS News. I believe this is Nora O'Donnell, right? So this is the acting United States ambassador to Afghanistan, a gentleman named Ross Wilson. And he is basically blaming the Americans that are trapped in Afghanistan because of this completely botched pullout. He is blaming them for still being there and for not leaving when they were quote-unquote warned. The question has been raised, why didn't the U.S. get out Americans and our Afghani friends before the Taliban were able to take control of Kabul? You warned about this in a cable. Were you ignored? We put out uh, repeated warnings every three weeks to Americans going back to, I think, March or April. Uh, each one in stronger terms, leave now, leave immediately. Uh, never in my my uh, 40 years of working, uh, uh, since I began working at the State Department, have I seen such strong, uh, such strong language used. Uh, people chose not to leave. That's that's their business. That's their right. Uh, I, I, we regret now that, that uh, many may find themselves in a position that they would rather not be in. Uh, and we are determined to try to try to help them. Ambassador, August 31st is the deadline for boots on the ground. But if an American or Afghan wants to get out, they have to get to the airport before that date, correct? Well, I, I, we would like for all those who wish to get out of this country to do so and to be able to do so by, by August 31st, and especially American citizens. Our commitment in this country and our involvement in this country is, doesn't end on that date. Uh, we believe that there will be uh, there will be uh, possibilities. So this basically and, and you notice that Nora O'Donnell, like I said, you know, these people in the mainstream media, they are the mouthpieces for um, the Democrats. So notice how she sort of teed up this question. Well, you definitely warned these people, didn't you? 
And the thing about this, when you listen to this clip, it completely makes me mad because number one, it is completely disgusting and despicable and reprehensible to blame the Americans that are still stuck in Afghanistan for the absolute disaster that was this entire plan or or lack thereof by the administration. First of all, that is just cowardly. That is despicable. That is what a child does. But this is what we're getting from the people who are being tasked with selling this disaster to the American public via their lackeys in the mainstream media. First of all, and, and second of all, Anybody that is listening to this and anybody that believes it, it is so cynical because it depends on anybody that is listening to him speaking right now from a quote unquote alleged position of authority. It depends on them being completely ignorant to the facts of what is going on in regards to the intelligence failure that is a big part of why we're dealing with this situation right now. So the intelligence was that. So this was the the Biden administration's rosy view. Remember, he is on record as recently as July 8th saying that there is no way that the Afghanistan military will fall to the Taliban. That is just not going to happen. Now, they had intelligence. So initially they thought that the Afghanistan military would fight the Taliban for for well over a year. So this was the the initial thought, right? And, and so this is what was being dictated to a lot of the Americans that were still there, whether Americans are wrapping up their job, whether they're doing whatever. This was dictated to them that when we pull out, the Afghanistan military will continue to fight the, Afga- uh, the, the Taliban for a year, not fall in the space of like 10 days, right? But there was intelligence that was given to the Biden administration that they decided to ignore. The Afghanistan military would fall within a matter of months. And that kept on being upgraded, upgraded, upgraded to, I think that the last little bit of intelligence they got that said that the Afghanistan military could fall to the Taliban within a matter of weeks. They didn't even fight, okay? So... That intelligence was kept from the general public by the Biden administration, and they don't want to tell people that. And if you dig deeper, deep enough into this and you look at everything that's been going on over the past couple of weeks, there's been a fight between the Biden administration and their intelligence community because the Biden administration is trying to throw the intelligence community on the bus And the intelligence community says, no, this is what we told you. So this is a bunch of infighting that is going on right now. And who is hurt are are these Americans that will likely not be able to get evacuated by August 31st, which leaves us with a situation in which we have God knows how many Americans trapped in Afghanistan under Taliban control. This has the potential to create horrific moments for America on the world stage for years to come. Hostage situations. These Americans that are trapped and captured being used as, you know, awful propaganda videos for for, for the Taliban, for for Al-Qaeda, for ISIS, for who knows. Because now that Afghanistan is falling in this way, it is going to become a hub for terror. That is the reality of what is going on right now. This situation is leaving the world more dangerous. And that's the reality of this situation. And so now, Seth Moulton and and, and, uh, Peter Meyer 
went on a secret visit to Kabul, Afghanistan. They learned that evacuations cannot be completed by President Joe Biden's August 31st deadline. And this is according to commanders in charge of the situation. So this is what Moulton and Meyer, for what it's worth, if it makes any difference, Moulton is a Democrat. Meyer's a Republican. They're both veterans. They went on this trip to get answers. And of course, they were reprimanded um, by Nancy Pelosi, who does not want the American people to get any answers. You see, Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the Democrats right now and the people in Congress, like I said, they see this as a bad news cycle. Um, They see this as a moment that they just need to overcome. And then they can go right back to all Republicans are terrorists. Um, They can go right back to white supremacy. They can go right back to the unserious crap that they peddle to the American people. But anyway, this is what Moulton and Meyer said about this entire situation. They put out a statement, all right? So first of all, they said Washington should be ashamed of the position we put our service members in, as we should, because they represent the best of America. But this is the most shocking part of the statement that they put out. This is what they said. We came into this visit wanting, like most veterans, to push the president to extend the August 31st deadline. After talking with commanders on the ground and seeing the situation here, it is obvious that because we started the evacuation so late that no matter what we do, we won't get everyone out on time, even by September 11th. Sadly and frustratingly, getting our people out depends on maintaining the current bizarre relationship with the Taliban. And that is what is being spun out of the White House right now. That is being spun by all these cowards um, in the Biden administration. These people are, in effect, what is going on right now is you see the United States of America negotiating with terrorists. In my lifetime, I have never lived through such a weak and damaging moment for America. You know, the left can say what they want about Trump. They can say, oh, he was a clown. He was this. He was that. He made us look like this, blah, blah, blah. America was feared under Trump. America is not feared under Joe Biden or Kamala Harris because Biden is asleep and Kamala Harris is a joke. Elections matter. And this is the moment that we're in. And I have to be very clear and very real with you, Problematics. It brings me no joy to be giving you this information or or to have this opinion. This is not dunking on the left. Like, this is not owning the libs. This is being very serious about the fact that this is a very, very weak and dark moment for America. And if this situation is not made right, and I do not know at this point what can be what can make this situation right other than fighting this war all over again. And if this situation is not made right, then there are going to be some dark days ahead for America. There's going to be some dark days ahead for Americans and there's going to be some dark days ahead for America on the world stage. So while this situation in Afghanistan unfolds, and I'm telling you it changes every single day, I want you to really take a hard look at exactly who is running this country right now or exactly who isn't running this country right now. Because this is what we're getting. We are getting weak leadership. We are getting cowardly finger pointing. We are getting one of the biggest foreign policy disasters that we have seen in this country in decades. As a veteran, as somebody that served in Iraq, as somebody that knows 
people that have served in Afghanistan, and somebody that knows what it is like to be in a combat situation and has seen people that I know sacrificed to these wars. It makes me sick to my stomach. It really does. And while Americans are dying and Afghanistan is in chaos, the left is blaming the media. I'm not kidding. More after the break. At this point, it is quite clear that the the people in charge have no idea what they're doing. At this moment, it is quite clear that we do not have any leadership in America right now. Biden is asleep. Kamala Harris is running around anywhere but Afghanistan. Because you have to understand that all Joe Biden never wanted was to become president. He would have said or done anything to get there. He is there. And the media and the people that run this country let him get away with never answering any tough questions while he was running for president because they were so intent on getting rid of Trump. That is something that we can never allow to happen again. These people are not leaders. These people do not take responsibility for any situations. They are doing nothing but blaming the media because you see on the left, like I said, this is not a foreign policy disaster. This is not something that they need to fix. This is just a bad media cycle that they need to get over. And to them, it is the media's fault. And now they're not just mad at Fox News because this is a situation that is far too big and far too dangerous to, to, to only be covered on Fox News, right? Because when it comes to the border... When it comes to inflation, when it comes to all of the other disasters that have been happening in the Biden administration, only Fox News reports that. And if it's only Fox News, it's very easy um, for people on the left and for Democrats to ignore it and to just pretend that it's lies. There are people on the left that think that Fox News literally just they, – they think that people like me – Uh, And the great journalists that are on Fox News, they act as if these people don't do anything but just say lies all day. That is not true. But no, this Afghanistan situation is so egregious. It's such a disaster that it is being covered all over the media. But of course, the Democrats don't like this. Okay, the Democrats don't like this because the mainstream media is supposed to be theirs. The mainstream media is supposed to run cover for them. That is supposed to be the home team. They are supposed to love Everything that Joe Biden does. So now that the mainstream media has to cover this with the gravity and the facts that it deserves. Oh, now the left is mad at mainstream media. And I want you to listen to James Carville. This is what James Carville had to say on MSNBC, of course, about the media coverage of the situation in Afghanistan. Does Biden need more friends and more vocal friends in Washington to point all this out? Well, first of all, it would be greatly benefited to press the covers accurately. And yes, you always have mealy mouth Democrats. And I can't tell you the number of phone conversations. I said, well, James, I mean, damn, man, you know, you get the right thing by getting about getting out, but it's going about it the wrong way. And I've said, do they teach a course at West Point or Annapolis or at Johns Hopkins on how to lose a war? No. There's no good way to lose a war. 
We lost this war. We lost it a long time before Joe Biden became president. All he's doing is getting us out of that. And, and I'm sorry, this is not the battle of Midway, all right? This is a defeat. And we got to understand that as a country. Of course, we plowed right into this after we did Vietnam, after we did Iraq. Warren Buffett said the only thing people learn from history, people never learn from history. I hope that some of these images will cause us to, to take a deep breath before we fall, go off on some other Wall Street Journal-sponsored adventure around the world. Now, according to James Carville, and this is something that has been, you know, echoed by a lot of a lot of people in the mainstream media, this is the, the media's fault because the media didn't cover this accurately because there's no proper way to win a war. And it was always going to be this messy. No, James Carville, this was not always going to be this messy. And of course, there's or excuse me, no proper way to lose a war. And this depends on how you look at it. So the issue here and the biggest problem is not the why, but the how. There is bipartisan support, and there has been bipartisan support for getting out of Afghanistan. When this first started, before everything just became such a mess, and I think and, and people really realized how messy it was, and, and the tactics are what led to this disaster, everybody still wanted to get out of Afghanistan, we realize that the Afghanistan people and the military, whatever, they have a responsibility to take care of themselves, yes. But do you do that after 20 years in literally billions, and I've heard trillions of dollars, arming and training these people? So now, in effect, and this is something that um, Senator Marco Rubio said as well, in effect, we have armed the Taliban with the best equipment that our tax dollars, your my tax dollars, can buy. And that is where we are right now. So no, James Carville, this is not about the media reporting this. And there are a lot of people on the far left right now um, that are talking about, oh, well, you know, this is about the hawkish corporate media because the corporate media just loves war. And this is, this is not anything about that. This is about the fact that we have a botched exit from a quagmire, something that we really did need to get out of. But I'm telling you, I'm not entirely sure if we're ever going to really be able to pull out completely, honestly. But this is about the how rather than the why. The how would have said, we left our forces in there and we told the Taliban in no uncertain terms that you step back. And, and we did that, you know, and we do that with our troops and the Afghanistan military troops. We didn't know that they were going to fall so quick. It's actually pathetic. And it actually makes me wonder where um, their true loyalties lied in the first place. And I don't know if you're allowed to say that, but this is my podcast and it's problematic. And I'm going to say what I want. These people fell in, the, in a matter of weeks. It's ridiculous. But what we had the responsibility to do as Americans was to say, we stay there. And the Afghanistan military stays, and, and we do this until all of our people are pulled out, every single one of our people. Like Moulton and Meyer said in their statement, we will not be able to pull all of our troops and all of the Americans that are there. We will not be able to pull them all out by this deadline. And this deadline, by the way, was an arbitrary date that Joe Biden came, with, came up with that the Taliban has taken and run with. So this is what we're dealing with here. And so this is not a crisis like James Carville would, would like to think. This is not about the media reporting, okay? This is not about any of that stuff. This is about a disaster. 
And this is about some in the mainstream media for once giving it the gravity that it deserves, because I believe that even some of these people are starting to get buyer's remorse about exactly what they allowed to happen last year, about exactly the fact that they left a feeble, tired old man without being really questioned. They let him run a presidential campaign from his basement, ran cover for him at every single moment. While the left changed all the rules to allow mass mail-in voting, and this is what we have. A disaster on every level. And so what is going on exactly in the mainstream media now that there is a real crisis at hand? Now that there is something that just can't be spun, it can't be blamed on white supremacy, and you know it's not about a BLM story, and it's not about any of that other crap. Well, they have more stories about how evil Trump voting Republicans are. This is what they're doing. I turn to uh, Joy Reid's show on MSNBC sometimes just to see what they're talking about. I turn to CNN. I turn to Don Lemon just to see what they're talking about. These people are hacks. They're lightweights. They have nothing to talk about but race stuff. And, oh, Republicans are so bad. And, oh, Trump people are so bad. When something real actually happens, these people have nothing to say because they don't have a clue. It's all a sad joke. And there is a reason why nobody trusts these people. The only thing that I can hope is that these people realize what a huge mistake that they made and stop running cover for this administration. Because if people do not wake up to what is going on, and I'm not talking about this is not mean tweets. Okay, this is not Trump saying something stupid. This is not somebody getting their feelings hurt on Twitter. These are actual lives. And the images that we will see, if we do not get every single American out of Afghanistan, God knows how many have been captured by the Taliban right now, because we're just going on whatever the Taliban wants, what they want people to see them as right now. If we don't get all these American troops out, this is going to be bad for America. We're going to be looking at the images of Americans captured by the Taliban for years to come. That is the situation. It is not a bad news cycle. This is not the media's fault. James Carville for covering this. This is the fallout. And this is what happens when you elect weak, incompetent, and cowardly leaders like the people that are running this country right now. Up next, I was physically attacked. Yes, I got into a fist fight while in public for being a Republican. And I will give you all the details right after the break. Last weekend, I took a trip out to California for a Log Cabin Republicans event. If you've never heard of the Log Cabin Republicans, they are the oldest um, LGBT uh, Republican group in the nation. I don't, the LGBT, whatever, it's primarily gay men and lesbians. So we'll just call them the oldest gay and lesbian Republican group um, in the country. But I went out to California to support the Log Cabin Republicans at an event that they had um, just outside of L.A. I decided to go out there with a couple of friends of mine, um, got an Airbnb. That situation ended up being a disaster. But this isn't about my, my Airbnb disaster. This is about what happened. So 
Um, West Hollywood, California is a, is a gay enclave. I went out there with a couple of my friends. I was hanging out with the gay guys like, I am gay. Problematics. Like, if, if anybody didn't realize. Um, and I put this story on my Instagram and people were like, well, why are, you at, why are you at a gay bar if you're a quote-unquote Republican? Because I'm a gay Republican. And I'm allowed to live my life as I see fit. And yes, I was at a gay bar having a couple of drinks with my friends. So I'm at the, so I'm at the bar with, with one of my friends. And the rest were in a, in a separate group. They were kind of like right behind us, whatever. So I'm basically just talking to my, my friend. And so this guy comes up to me. And he just, he comes up to me and he says, you're a coon. And then at first I didn't even, I couldn't even, you know, place what, what it was that he was saying. And so I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, that's a slur. Because if, if you've never heard coon before, um, this is what they call uh, black Republicans, right? So if you're a black Republican, you're a coon, you're an Uncle Tom, you're a House Negro, you're all of these different things. Because to the left and to leftists, in order to be authentically black, um, you have to be a Democrat. This is sadly um, how people have been brainwashed to think. And this guy was not even black. Um, this guy was actually Latino, I believe. So I heard this, and then it, it sort of started to register to me what he had said. So I went up to him, and I said, wait, wait a minute. What did you say to me? What did you say to me? And so he turns around, and he says, well, you know, you're a coon because of what you believe. And, like, I seen you on Instagram, and I seen you on Fox News and all this shit, all this stuff. And I'm like, well, okay, well, if I'm a coon, then you're ugly and all this other stuff. Because, look, you know, this guy had just literally basically basically just verbally assaulted me for being gay or for for being a republican and so the next thing i know this guy hits me in the side of the face he hits me in the side of the face pushes me down on the floor and at that point and guys this ain't my first time at the rodeo like i'm ex-military i'm from akron ohio so at this point my adrenaline just started kicking kicking in so i get up and the people had already and it's really funny because when somebody else throws the first hit now all of a sudden people come to kind of like break you up so i'm like no i didn't get my hits in so i I think that the security guard whatever so i reach in between the security guard pull this guy by his collar and hit him three times in the jaw and so then they pull me off of this guy right um and so they had seen that he was the aggressor so this guy gets uh kicked out of the um the, the bar place in West Hollywood and so for me I mean obviously like they like I don't have a glass jaw the guy didn't mark me up his hit was weak I wasn't that concerned about that like I said this is not my first rodeo like I'm a I'm a a man you know I was in the military I've been in fistfights before so that wasn't the thing but I remember after it I just felt that this is the sad sorry state of gay leftists in America. So this is what we're dealing with here when it comes to the quote-unquote tolerant and inclusive LGBT community. These people are so deeply hateful that it, it erupts in literal physical violence. This guy is so hateful that he couldn't even be in the same space with me without having to come up and call me basically a racial slur and then physically attack me. This is how hateful these people are. And it's sad, and and I feel sorry for these people because you have to understand that these people are being brainwashed every single day. They are being brainwashed by their media. They are being brainwashed by the people they follow. They are being brainwashed by the entertainment industry. They are being brainwashed to say... That other gay people who do not subscribe to the leftist Democrat agenda are are somehow self-hating. And somehow I'm not allowed to belong in these spaces. 
These are the same people that think that anybody that voted for Trump is equivalent to a Nazi. There was another uh, another you know guy that I used to know, gay guy, and he put one of those things on his his uh, Instagram stories, and I said that you know something about you're living in a country where one third of the people would kill you and one third of the people would watch, and I'm just like, what world are you living in? These people are living in an alternate universe, but this is what happens, and and this happens. You know, more often than not, now I'm not generally physically attacked um, when I go to gay functions, but if I'm going to, you know, some event, like if I'm going to a pride event or something like that, if I'm going to an event where I just want to hang out with my friends, generally stuff like this, it's like, you know, it's kind of like the whispering and the finger pointing like, oh, he's that guy, he's that guy, he's that guy. And the saddest thing about this is that there are so many gay people that are dying to leave the left. They are dying to leave the Democrats. They may or may not be Republicans, but they are certainly not Democrats, and they are damn sure not leftists. There are so many of them that are dying to to get out of it, but they are fearful because they're afraid that if they are out and open about their beliefs, that they're going to lose friends, um, that they're going to you know get attacked, um, that all of these things that kind of like happen to me are going to happen to them. So they decide to stay quiet and stay in the closet. Um, and I think that that's sad because it really is the new closet for gays and lesbians. Oh, yes, they're welcome to all and we're open to all and we're so tolerant and inclusive and loving until... They find out that you're a Republican until they find out that your politics don't align with theirs. And then it's about destruction. Because what is going on with the LGBT community is that, and it's a similar thing that's going on, but to a much slower extent. It's happened more rapidly with the gay and lesbian community than it has with African Americans, is that the community is now being absorbed into leftism. It's being absorbed into Marxism. Um, and, and this is what is happening with the gay and lesbian community. I, I think that with BLM Inc. and all that other stuff, like it is trying to absorb the black community into Marxism. I don't think that it will ultimately be successful. But the LGBT community, gays and lesbians, they're gone. They uh, that that they there's a hundred genders and there's child drag queens and there's people that are all the it has been completely absorbed to Marxism. That community is lost. And I don't even fight for it anymore. That community needs to to be gone. I mean, that it is it has been absorbed into Marxism. These people have been brainwashed. These people are in a cult. And there is nothing that people that are in a cult despise more than people who have left the cult. And this is why I was attacked for being a Republican. In a gay bar in Los Angeles. Wild story. But I guarantee you 100% every single word of what I said happened. Gays and lesbians, if you're listening to me, I know I I got some of my problematic gays and lesbians. You may not even be Republicans, but you know know that leftism is a cult. You know that these Democrats are in a cult. My advice to you, if you're listening to me, is to get out of this cult now. Take take the hits, lose the friends, do whatever you have to do. 
because you, it will hurt, mind you, it will hurt. It hurt to lose my friends. It hurt that people that I've known for years think that I'm, that I've gone crazy or whatever. But the freedom that you feel on the other side, there is, there is no word for how good it feels. So if you are still in the cult of leftism, by God, get out. Because if not, you're going to become one of the brainwashed leftist cult members that attacked me for simply existing in a gay bar. Before we go, I want to thank my fellow problematics so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a review and rate us with five stars on Apple Podcasts. And to hear more of my episodes and get my weekly newsletter, go to Gingrich360.com slash Rob. You can also find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Rob Smith Online. Special thanks to our producer, John Cassio, researcher Aaron Kliegman, and executive producers, Debbie Myers, and speaker Newt Gingrich, part of the Gingrich 360 Network.